So when I was looking to transfer, it was um, a lot of one-on-one -on -one, and it didn't feel like I got lost in a huge university because I knew that if I came here, there was going to be someone I could talk to about every aspect of the courses I needed to take, but also too, I loved the smaller classroom sizes and I liked how interactive and immersive all of the learning was going to be. It wasn't just going to be me sitting in a room with a couple hundred people and a professor who didn't know my name. To find out more about transferring to William Peace University, visit peace.edu. A while. Are able to get this to center ice, but Svechnikov right back on it. He lays it off for Trocek right in front. Jarvis rebound attempt. Talbot with the save. Still loose, and then Talbot jumps on the rebound and will freeze things right there. Natchez with it. Natchez head up into the slot. Trocek, he'll send it across. Shot is put wide. Oh, the Canes had a yawning net and missed wide. Carolina skates away. Svechnikov, he'll exchange it with Jarvis. Jarvis with a nice move. Tries to get it across. Shot hits the post. Still loose. Carolina pushes it back for Ian Cole. Oh, the Canes with a glorious opportunity there. Kaprizov on a turnover right in backhand. He'll score. Anderson made the initial save. Couldn't hang on. And Kaprizov on his own shot follows it. Backhands it home. And the Wild go up 2-0. Minnesota back the other way. Fiala comes up with a steal. He'll leave it back. Goudreau snapshot. He scores. Svechnikov. He'll snap a shot and score! Andrei Svechnikov wastes no time into the Minnesota end. And he beats Talbot his 19th of the year, gets Carolina on the boards. We'll keep it in to Ajo at the bumper. Back to D'Angelo. Teravina across Svechnikov. He scores! On the power play. Tick, tack, toe. And the Canes get two from Svechnikov. And they've cut the Minnesota lead to one. Face off. He's won by the Canes. Ajo snapshot right on. Svechnikov gets to the rebound. Five seconds left. This is thrown at Talbot looking for it. Two seconds left. Pucks in the corner. The Wilder on it. Goudreau will pin it there. And this one ends. Another outstanding effort by the Canes. Down 3-0 at one point in the third. Battle back to make it a 3-2 game. But the Wild will get the victory tonight here at XL Energy Center. This is the Canes Corner Podcast with host Adam Gold, presented by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. The Canes Corner Podcast is part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Now, here's your host, Adam Gold. Welcome to the Canes Corner Podcast. I am Adam Gold. Fun game, super entertaining, not always great from Carolina, but well enough to win. That same effort gets you two points more often than not. You don't always play a team as good as the Minnesota Wild, and I think Minnesota Wild are really, really good. And they weren't completely at full strength, but I'm not sure they were missing anybody critical. Nick Bukestad wasn't in the lineup. Marcus Foligno was serving a suspension. Matt Dumba played, although I didn't think he was going to play. They had him listed on IR as of this morning. I guess they took him off and played him. Uh, but he was only on IR for a couple of games. Anyway, uh, again, I thought Carolina played uh, very well. thought they made two bad passes early in the third period. We'll get to those. And that cost them. Uh, then Andrei Svechnikov nearly dragged the team into overtime or won the game outright because he had a chance to score two more goals after scoring two kind of uh, right away in the third after it was 3 nothing, Andre scored two times in about a minute or so span, minute and a half span, and all of a sudden it's 3-2, and you go, wow, if Andre can get five more shifts, Hurricanes might score three more goals. Uh, anyway, we're brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. On Hamlin Road in Durham. There's no place like it. Go check it out. Sammy Hanna and his crew do a great job. Uh, all right, let's get to a couple of things. Uh, I just mentioned Broad Brush, this super entertaining game. But Carolina played well. There were pockets of bad, but you could say the same thing about Minnesota. Carolina's forecheck was excellent tonight. Uh, created a lot of opportunities. And if it went the other way, we'd be saying, man, Minnesota, your forecheck was awesome tonight. So I thought... Really thought it was a well-played game, both ends, fun to watch. To the mistakes, and we'll go through the goals here in a second, 
uh, and we'll uh, even expand on them a little bit. Uh, early third period, one nothing already, Minnesota. A uh, little bit of pressure, and Jacob Slavin's pass for Tavo Teravainen goes off the back of Turbo st- of sk- uh, his skate, and uh, Matt Zuccarello jumps in, grabs the puck, uh, gets it to a streaking Kirill Kaprizov. He splits the D. Second chance uh, shot. His his initials shot is stopped by Anderson, uh, but Kaprizov backhands the rebound in to nothing. Uh, and then a minute, less than a minute and a half later, it's three nothing after an Aho pass to Ethan Bear. Just didn't have enough steam on it. Just wasn't wasn't a good enough pass. And uh, Kevin Fiala, who to me was the best player on the ice, I thought Fiala was would have been my first star. Had I given a rats about stars when the Hurricanes don't win, Fiala. Uh, Frederick Goudreau, who scored the goal, and uh, Cam Talbot would get my third star. But the Ajo pass doesn't get to Bear. Fiala intercepts, gets it to Goudreau. He beats Freddie clean, and it's 3-0. And then Andre woke up. And he brought the Canes almost immediately to 3-2, and he had two other great opportunities to maybe drag this game into overtime or even win it outright. But... He couldn't get either one to go. He missed wide on both. Uh, but they were, you know, Andre was awesome. Awesome tonight. That whole line was really good. Uh, Jarvis was excellent tonight, and Trocek was excellent tonight. But I think Vincent Trocek's been mostly excellent for like the last month and a half. Same as Andre. I think those guys have been great. Jarvis fits very well in that line. Uh, but I will say this. Seth Jarvis has now gone nine games without a goal. They need him to score. And Martin Natchez, nine games without a goal, one in his last 17. That has to change. We talk about Carolina taking the next step, another step forward as a, as a contending team, and that must include Natchez being a goal scorer. He was, I thought he was very good in Boston after a slow start. I didn't think he was very good in the in the two games in Canada, but I thought he was very good in Boston after the taking a silly penalty. He took a penalty uh, in the first period again. I didn't feel like it was as silly because the one in Boston was just flat dumb. But the uh, they just need some production out of Natchez. Uh, so when they can get Natchez and Jarvis, they certainly need one of them. But you get one, you know, both of them scoring a normal allotment of goals. I don't know what that means for Jarvis because he's a rookie. But for Natchez, in an 82-game season, he should be looking at twenty between 20 and 25 goals. And he's got eight. And we're at game 47, 46 for the Hurricanes. Let me do the math. Uh, we're at game 46, and he's got eight. So... That's not flattering. That's that's a 15-goal pace. Might even be less. So they just need more out of him. He's on a pace for about 43, 44 points after prorating it out a year ago, about 60. It's kind of significant, I think. So the thing about it was that last year, Natchez, after a, not a slow start, but not a great start, not a an amazing start. Natchez went had about the like the last 30 some odd games last year where Natchez was almost a point a game. So we need to see that Martin Natchez. Remember, he's going into a contract year too. So in the back of his mind, is that bothering him like it did Andre last year? Remains to be seen. But they need they need production out of Natchez. They need production out of Jarvis. Jarvis is playing better than Natchez is, but they need production, really some goal scoring out of both of those teams. I thought one of the unsung differences in this game was Minnesota's shot-blocking ability. They had 18 block shots, and it felt like 58. They were in the way a lot tonight. A lot. Uh, all right, let's go through the goals, and then we'll talk to Alec Campbell in just a minute. Uh, we had nothing going in the first period, though Carolina had 
A handful of chances, including Seth Jarvis. A wild. Are able to get this to center ice, but Svechnikov right back on it. He lays it off for Trocek right in front. Jarvis rebound attempt. Talbot with the save. Still loose, and then Talbot jumps on the rebound and will freeze things right there. Natchez with it. Natchez head up into the slot. Trocek. He'll send it across. Shot is put wide. Oh, the Canes had a yawning net and missed wide. Carolina skates away. Svechnikov. He'll exchange it with Jarvis. Jarvis with a nice move. Tries to get it across. Shot hit the post. Still loose. Carolina pushes it back for Ian Cole. Oh, the Canes with a glorious opportunity there. We had uh, we had both those guys, both the Jarvis and Natchez, uh, not scoring. So but that was, you know, Carolina had plenty of chances to score. Then uh, Kevin Fiala makes it one nothing, late second period, uh, midway through the second period anyway. Uh, to me, John, uh, I keep calling him Johnny because my son was calling him Johnny tonight. Frederick Gaudreau makes a really good play down the right side. Uh, looked to me like Brady Shea wanted to take the body and leaned in to rub Gaudreau out against the wall, but Gaudreau kind of deked one way and then jumped inside. Uh, and once he got the step on Shea, Brady was out of the play. Uh, and then uh, Gaudreau gets the puck to Kevin Fiala, who comes across. I think Fiala shows great patience. And he beats Freddie near side upstairs. So one nothing, Minnesota, ten minutes into the second period. Nothing else the rest of the way. We go to the third, and this is where Carolina got messy. So Jacob Slavin, under a little bit of duress, uh, has uh, has the puck, and he's trying to get it to Tavo Teravainen. Pass goes off the back of Turbo's skate. Matt Zuccarella picks it up. Kirill Kaprizov is flying through the neutral zone, and the rest is history. Now it's Kaprizov on a turnover right in back, and he'll score. Anderson made the initial save, couldn't hang on. And Kaprizov on his own shot follows it, backhands it home. And the Wild go up 2 nothing. All right, so that's the first mistake. And Slavin, I thought, had a, a tough puck management night. They only credited him with one giveaway, but is that a giveaway there? I don't know. It's a bad pass, and it leads to a goal. I don't know if it's a giveaway. There were other giveaways on the night. I counted three bad passes from Slavin tonight myself, but this is the only one that ended up in a goal. And then the next one, Aho, I talked about it before, uh, making not a a completely cross-ice pass, but kind of for Ethan Bear, and it never gets there. Minnesota back the other way. Fiala comes up with a steal. He'll leave it back. Goudreau snapshot. He scores. Yep. Uh, Bear tried to get to it. Maybe he, you can make the argument that maybe he should have realized the puck wasn't going to get to him and to back off, but look, you're in the offensive zone. You're trying to push. You're already down two, uh, and it did. it went the other way, but really the play, the, the problem was Ajo's. Uh, not Ethan Bears, and now it's 3 nothing, And then Carolina gets to their game. I shouldn't say they got to the game. They, they had pretty much were out on their game for most of the night. Uh, then Andrei Svechnikov decides it's time for me to take over. Svechnikov, he'll snap a shot and score! Andrei Svechnikov wastes no time into the Minnesota end. And he beats Talbot his 19th of the year, gets Carolina on the board. It was an electric goal. It wasn't a high-danger chance. I mean, he shot it from above the circles. The middle of the ice, right above the rings, looked like the puck might have been uh, jumping a little bit. He just ripped it. Uh, that's 3-1. All of a sudden, Carolina's got a little life. Uh, then they get a power play, and Svechnikov goes back to work. Gaines will keep it in to Ajo at the bumper. Back to D'Angelo. Teravainen across Svechnikov. He scores on the power play. Tick, tack, toe, and the Canes get two from Svechnikov. And they've cut the Minnesota lead to one. That was 6-30. Of the third period. Super cross-ice feed from Teravine and on the power play. Four assists in the last two games for Turbo. D'Angelo had two assists tonight. Um, so Svech has his, uh, what, was it 18th? No, his 19th and 20th goals of the season. He's now one behind Ajo 
for the team lead. D'Angelo leads the team with 30 assists. Ajo's got 27. Um, but an absolute ripper from Svechnikov near side. And it's 3-2, and you're thinking, my gosh, they're going to come back and tie this. And they had plenty of chances. and just couldn't get it to go. Uh, but I thought Carolina played a good game. It Again, it was a fun game to watch. Minnesota, to me, is how I rank the teams in the West. Colorado is one. Minnesota is two. Vegas is more solid than Calgary. But I like Calgary more than I like Vegas. I'm just not a fan. But I haven't seen Vegas play with with a full compliment. I think I saw maybe, I think the first time, uh, no, I don't think Pacioretty has played either game. So I just haven't seen Vegas completely healthy, but I'm not a fan anyway. Uh, I like Calgary, even though the Hurricanes have beaten them twice. Uh, but And I there was a time I thought St. Louis was really good. I'm not sure St. Louis is as good. I'm not sure their goaltending is good enough. Uh, Minnesota got very good goaltending tonight from Cam Talbot. He was out standing so uh, but I love Minnesota I think Minnesota's a really really good team no shame at all in uh, coming away with nothing and a 3-2 loss my man Alec Campbell Stormwatch Aftermath Intermissions Hurricanes Radio Network the man who quit doing Wordle after like two (laughs) days yeah yeah I just I don't don't have it in me I don't have it in me when it's but it's finally time for me to sit down and play Wordle. I just don't want to think anymore. Uh, I, you know, I can say this now because the days are over because I'm not giving it away. The la- I think the last two days, um, the words were ulcer and ultra. And I'm telling you, I actually got ulcer. Ulcer fell to me. I was kind of mad at myself today or yesterday, depending on when people are listening to this because it won't post till after midnight. I was mad at myself because the it was it was all right there. I had it, I had all basically had all the letters but one, and just couldn't figure out ultra. I couldn't. I can't believe it. I was I was mad at myself. I got it like in the fifth try, but I was mad at myself because I should have had it on the third try. Very mad. Yeah, it's hard to think. It's hard to think a word when you're forcing yourself to think a word. You know. And I know that's maybe not the total strategy of Wordle is to just try to guess words, but it's hard not to sometimes. Well, I have my plan. I have my Wordle plan. I start with the same word every time. Um, I'll I'll divulge that here. I don't ever give it out on Twitter. So you're only going to get it on the first try once. Right. Uh, by the way, I don't believe this, but somebody nailed robot on the first try. I don't buy that for a minute. Well, I mean, it's possible to just guess a word and get it right. Yeah, really? Okay. But robot? Yeah. I mean, Who the hell starts with robot? It's it, you're doubling up on letters. You're doubling up on a vowel. It's it's, it's a bad guess. That's but stupid. Sometimes people people get lucky. Here's the thing. You and I both know somebody uh that has Wordle open on two different uh, on two different browsers. Oh my God. And so, well, just for giggles, know what the word is and then go start with that word and get it in the first try <laughs> and tweet that and then tweet that one out. Well, he, he, he didn't do that. He didn't tweet it out. He, I don't think this person is on Twitter. I'm not going to give out his name on the, uh, the pod, but I'll tell you later. I, if oh we could do a, we could do a, like a, a right time. Uh, I don't want to know. I don't think I want to know. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. He's, he's literally just joking because he told me immediately after he did it. He sent me an email with it, and I said, are you kidding me? You got it on the first try? He goes, no, not really. <laughs> so so he, cop, he copped to it. Uh, anyway, let's, uh, let's, <laughs> let's get to the hockey game. Uh, all right, your thoughts. Uh, I've talked about it for about... Uh, 15 or 20 minutes your your uh your thoughts broad brush wild three canes two um i thought that it was a fairly evenly played game a fairly competitive game 
Um, you know, I, I thought Carolina came out playing well, but then I thought in the first period they sort of let up in the second half of the period, and Freddie had to make a few good saves to kind of keep them alive. So um, I, I didn't like the way they finished the second period. I mean, the first period, excuse me. Um, but for the most part, I mean, I, I, I didn't hate their game. I did not think that they got to the real greasy areas to score enough tonight. And they made a couple of mistakes, which came back to bite them in the third. I mean, uh, so I, I, they had, they had chances to score. Andre Svechnikov seemed like he just put the team on his back tonight in a lot of ways. I didn't, but again, I didn't hate what they did. I just, they just didn't have enough tonight to get it done. Um, but, you know, they did a lot of good stuff too. I, it, just, it wasn't an ugly game. I think Minnesota is a good team. Oh, yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I don't, uh, I don't feel strongly either way about uh, in any direction about the game necessarily. I just think, you know, they, they had two mistakes in the third period that turned out to be goals. Um, and, you know, Andre felt like he was, you know, one of the few forwards that really had it going tonight. And there were a couple other guys I think were good, but, I mean, Andre was he, he's putting the team on his back. Yeah, I thought that whole line was great. I thought Trochek, yeah. Svechnikov, Jarvis, and Trochek. Jarvis. Uh, yeah, they were good. Seth Jarvis, the best had, yeah, Seth Jarvis hadn't scored nine games. Um, yeah. they, they need some goals. They need some production from, uh, from that kid. But again, he's, he played very well, uh, in the open. Um, there were, I think I used, uh, two, maybe even three Seth Jarvis chances, uh, that didn't go. He just can't buy one right now. Um, I agree. I don't, I, Carolina did not get inside Minnesota's defense, uh, no. as well as I know that they would have liked. And I don't know if that's, you know, Minnesota or just one of those things where uh, you, it just didn't happen tonight. Um, I thought Carolina had plenty of opportunities to score, didn't get enough out of it, um, their opportunities. And but the flip side is that Minnesota, while maybe they didn't get as much out of it as they would have liked because they had a ton of great chances uh, in the first period and a half that didn't go, uh, I thought Minnesota was, I mean, they're good. I, I, these two teams are pretty similar to me in that mm-hmm. they play a super fast style of, of hockey. It's a, I, yeah. I think they're, I think Minnesota plays a pretty physical gritty game. Uh, I think, I thought the game was entertaining. So um, there was, yeah. there was a lot of speed. Uh, we had a ha- handful of power, but Hey, by the way, Carolina got more power plays than Minnesota. How's that? I, I didn't think that was allowed to happen. How's that possible? <laughs> uh, but the but you you point out Canes make two bad passes early in the third, and that's basically the game. Uh, mm-hmm. Slavin's pass to Teravainen. Uh There was some pressure there, so it wasn't like it was a, an unforced error. Uh, but Slavin's pass to Teravainen goes off the back of his skate. Uh, it gets picked up by Zuccarello, uh, who gives it to Kaprizov, and that guy's awesome. He split the defense. That's the first, That's the second goal. It makes it two nothing. Uh, and then Ajo with a pretty soft, lazy pass to Ethan Bear. And yeah. uh, Fiala intercepts that. And then uh, Frederick Goudreau makes it 3 nothing. Yeah. Good shot, clean win. Uh, but you're right, man. Andre nearly brought him back. He got the two goals yeah. right away. Uh, and then had two great chances to score again. He had the yeah. shot from the slot that went just wide. And he has... Probably uh, a good square foot in the upper right corner to uh, to shoot at, and then the one where he's in the goal mouth that he just kind of his stick is kind of turned upside down a little bit maybe, and uh, he's he's pressured. He just kind of shoves that wide. But um, second time in three games where the Hurricanes were uh, dug themselves a hole and nearly climbed out. Uh, I'm more impressed with this one than I was with the one in, in Ottawa. Yeah, the uh, the Kaprizov, uh, Goudreau, uh, Fiala trio was, I think, their best players tonight, too. 
those three were all over the game for them. Uh, what did you think of the first goal that they gave up? Because I got into it with uh, this, this gentleman on Twitter who I interact with regularly. Um, his name is Duncan. Right. And he, uh, he, he, after the first goal, he tweeted, uh, you know, bad, that was bad by, by Shea. And I'm like, ah, I kind of looked at that as just a good move by Gaudreau, <laughs> kind of jumping around him along the half wall there. And even then, the Hurricanes had a chance to kind of get rid of the goal. I think Pesci made a pretty good play on it initially. Yeah. But, um, and I was like, and I responded to him, and I was like, well, you think everything bad that happens to the Canes is a fault of the Canes and not a result of good play by the other guy. And I was like, if you were Goudreau and you made that play on Shea, what would you have said about it? <laughs> and, and he was like, well, you know, I would have said he, you know, he should have played the body instead of playing the puck or whatever. And I was like, well, what if Goudreau read the play and decided that he, uh, and, you know, made a great decision on it? You know, and like, listen, I mean, Shea got beat on the play, so obviously he made some kind of poor decision there. But if we're saying that the options were play the body or play the puck, he has to choose one of them. And one of them might not be the right one. I think he tried and, to play the body. And in this case, whatever he did didn't work. Yeah. Um, and Goudreau, I think, made a great read and instinctual play on the situation, jumps around Shea athletically, and, you know, forces a, forces a scoring chance, even though it got deflected. All right, so uh, my read on that was, my, my initial read was, Wow, what a move by Goudreau. Um, Because that was my my first thought, because I thought that he purposely knocked the puck back inside uh, and then jumped around Shea. But he actually didn't move the puck. The puck just kind of floated. Um, But still, Shea tried to body him. And that's the... I think Shea tried to play it the right way, but Goudreau, uh, you know, had enough... Uh, balance and quickness and shiftiness to avoid the hit. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, Shea missed him. Right. But I thought it was more great play by Goudreau than bad play by Shea. And then, uh, you know what? Kevin Fiala showed incredible patience. He just kept drifting wide. I mean, honestly, I mean, it was a great shot. I, I don't, I don't even, I don't fault anybody. It's just. To me, no. it's a great pl- it's a great play by Gaudreau and Fiala, um, right? And yeah, I mean, no, I mean we, we've we've had this discussion before. It's just it is everything that everything bad that happens to the Canes can't immediately be like some egregious mistake by somebody. Like, I mean, if you want to find a mistake, you're going to find it on every goal because otherwise goals wouldn't happen. <laughs> it would be no zero mistakes. zero. We'd just go to shootouts. <laughs> yeah. If there were no mistakes on the play, then no goals would happen. <laughs> so like, I get it. Like I understand, but it, it every single thing can't be that was bad. No, right. it wasn't that bad. It was okay. He got beat. He got beat. You know, that happens sometimes. Yeah. It just gets <laughs> annoying well, after a while. Here's the thing. Every game is a referendum. Every every goal allowed is a referendum. Uh, the I had somebody on Twitter say, say tonight, uh, Hurricane's problem has always been D. I'm like, excuse you? I didn't even <laughs> respond to that. <laughs> like, I got I got nothing for you if you think their problem has always been the blue line. So thank you very much. Thank you very much. I am not engaging yeah. in this because it, there's just there's just no point, just no point to it at all. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> I mean, I understand. Like, if it's you know, if it's a if it's a one-one game in, in late in the third period, and you know, Shea gives up that goal, or you know, even if the Hurricanes have a lead late in the third period and Shea gives it up. 
then I feel like the context is more appropriate for disdain towards Shea. But it was a 0-0 game in the second period. And it was a nice move. Yeah, I don't I mean I don't like even think, I don't even think the time of the game matters. I mean, I think the it was way more be- good play on the part of Gaudreau than it was bad play on the part of Shea. I just think that 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 scale is, you know, Shea's up in the air. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I <laughs> and Gaudreau I, I, is I, on the ground. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think you could objectively look at the play and say oh, that, was a, that was a great move. Yeah, that's but fine. Like, that's fine. I mean, but I mean, in the eyes of a fan, like the context does matter. I feel like sometimes, and like, but even for the even for the fans that that get the most mad, like you can't allow yourself to get that upset over the first goal in the game in the second period when there's still tons of time. I mean, I don't know. This is the way I look at it, I guess. But maybe I have just a different view of it. No, it's it, like I said, and you, you, this like you is, can't. You just this has been you something be of yours so, for a long time, actually. You can't. You can't be so pissed off that you that you can't like that you just immediately blame Shay instead of like actually looking at the play. I, I, I'll, I'm sure that if we looked, um. At the the two Svechnikov goals, I'm sure we can find somebody on Minnesota to blame. Yeah, I mean, well, <laughs> and on that goal, Svechnikov takes it from his own blue line all the way through the middle of the ice. And how, how do they let the, that between happen? the rings? How do they let? Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> and then he scores from distance. I mean, yeah. it's not like he was that close. No, so it wasn't you know, even a high danger chance. We would be we would be lambasting the goaltender for that goal. <laughs> if that were if that were Cam Ward a few years oh, ago. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's a poor that's a poor example. Because <laughs> Cam Ward could give up a goal on a three on O and section three twenty eight would be all over him. So <laughs> I apologize. Actually well I guess it was Freudian. I guess that was Freudian. I didn't even mean to call out the uh, the dudes from three twenty eight. Uh, they did have an irrational uh, view of Cam Ward, but that's fine. Uh, but it's not, it's, not, it's not just Cam Ward. It's other goaltenders, too. It's mostly Cam Ward. Um, Minnesota blocked 18. I like that team. I want, let, let, let me ask you this about the Wild. And since we've seen most of the teams in the West uh, already, every good team but one, the best one. I think Minnesota, what I saw tonight, knowing that they were without Nick Bukestad, without Marcus Felino, they did get Dumba back. I didn't think they weren't supposed to get Dumba back, but he, he played. Yeah. Um, I think they're the second best team in the West that I have seen. I think they're better than Vegas, although we haven't seen Vegas with uh, their healthy lineup with Patchy Reddy, Stone, and... Eichel, although they might not have those three together until the playoffs. That's how they'll get around the salary cap because now Pacioretty's still hurt and Stone just went on long-time, long-term IR or is about to go on long-term IR. Uh, they're going to get, I think they're going to get Eichel in the lineup in about a week or so, maybe less. Um, mm-hmm. But I think, I think Minnesota's better than Vegas. I have not been that impressed with Vegas. I've seen them play a handful of times this year. Um, they just don't do it for me. Minnesota does it for me. I like watching that team. I mean, it's hard for me to say just because it's not like I've watched a ton of Minnesota wild hockey games, but I mean, I, like I say, I like that. I, the, I mean, Kaprizov was awesome tonight. I mean, they have, they have a bona fide dude yeah. in Kaprizov. I mean, that guy had eight shots tonight. So I think that that makes them, you know, a certain level of team. I don't, I don't know. Does Vegas? I don't, I don't know. If Vegas has that kind of player. They don't on their team. Like they're more of a just a a, a complete type team, I guess. Um, 
But, yeah, I like them. I mean, I like them. I mean, obviously Colorado's the cream of the crop. Yeah, I can't wait to um, see those. We, we, we still get to see them twice. But you're probably right. I mean, Calgary's there. Um, Nashville, I don't I, I mean, Nashville, are they, uh, you know, I feel like I haven't really paid much attention to them either. Yeah, I think, I, think, always, I think Nashville is like Vegas light. Yeah. I think the best part of Nashville is uh, Soros. Soros and Yossi. The rest, the yeah. rest of Nashville is just okay. Um, I'm not saying. I mean, Carolina's going to have to beat them on Friday, week from yesterday. Um, but of the teams that I have seen in the West, and we we saw Nashville so long ago, it almost doesn't even count. Um, right. You know, I haven't seen Colorado, but they're they're the best team in hockey. Um, I mean, I think there's a flaw there, but it probably won't matter uh, until they get to the conference finals is my guess. I don't, I'm not sure how good they are defensively on the blue line, but they have the puck all the time. So who cares? Um, but I think Minnesota is the second best team I have seen in the West. Um, Vegas is solid, but I don't, Vegas doesn't excite me. Uh, I, I, I actually like Calgary more, but I under Vegas is probably more solid. Um, but that's, uh, I just think the Wild's a good team. Um, and Carolina played a good game, just didn't win. They had plenty of opportunities uh, to score and tie it up late um, and to score early. They could have scored in the first period a couple of times uh, mm-hmm. and didn't yeah. get anything to uh, to go. So not that there are any must-wins during the regular season because there's no such thing. And this was not a playoff atmosphere uh, it was not a playoff game. It did remind me of a gold medal game between Slovenia and Nor- Norway uh, back in uh, the 1956 games in Grenoble. Yeah. Um, like, seriously, what games don't feel like playoff games at this point? <laughs> like, we're, we're in the second half of the season. Every every game's a big game. Literally every game. Every game it's mentioned. <laughs> every game. Which game does it feel like a playoff atmosphere? Uh, the ones that don't have fans in them. It's amazing. It's like any close game we have. Like, oh man, it was a playoff atmosphere. Okay. <laughs> uh, but how big a game is Wednesday? Well, I mean, it's a big one because you're playing. I mean, you talk about the best teams in the league. I mean, Florida might be the second best team in the league. Yep depending on who you talk to. So, I mean, you know, it's a, it's a litmus test type game, I suppose. And Florida's been on the rise. It's not like they're sneaking up on anybody. I've liked their team for the last couple of years. You know, they had to shore up some stuff on their blue line. But they got a ton of speed, a ton of veterans. Like, they got great balance on their team. That's what I like about them. And I like their <clears> – similar to what I like about Carolina. I feel like they've just got the, a good mix of veterans, of young guys, of guys who can score. I mean, Sasha Barkov's a bona fide. Um, and they got stronger on the blue line. So it's they're a really good team. And, I mean, listen, I again, I'm with you. I don't think it's a must-win necessarily. The season doesn't fall apart if they lose the game. But you'd like to see them go out and play competitively. Not 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 getting blown out, especially on your home ice. Yeah, the f- the first game they played down there, Carolina was really not good. They were nine and zero in the season. They were due for a bad one. Uh, walked into a buzzsaw, and I mean they did. I mean I think it was a one goal game, but it didn't really matter. Florida was clearly the better team. Uh, second one was competitive, and they lost in overtime uh, in Raleigh. And this is the third and final meeting. Um. I think there are two things that make it a big game. One, um, it's a team that you haven't beaten yet, and uh, chances are, if you want to get to the Stanley Cup, you're going to have to. Right. I mean, you wouldn't. You're you're not going to play them until you get to the conference finals. But I think they're the best team in the Atlantic. 
Uh, I think, and this is, I know how good Tampa is. I think Florida is a little better. Uh, I think Florida is more offensively dangerous than Tampa. Um, I think both teams are about the same on the blue line, and I think Florida's goaltending might not be as good as Tampa's, but uh, I don't think it's a huge gap the way Bobrovsky has played for most of the year uh, between he and Vasilevsky. So I'm just going to guess that you're going to have to beat Florida at some point. It would be nice uh, to have beaten them once during the regular season. With that said, there's also a like just a practical thing about this game. I'm just looking at the standings, and Carolina's got uh, 67 points, and they have one game in hand on Florida. It would be awfully good for them because it would be great to finish first uh, in the in the East because I think I'd rather play Boston, although Boston might end up with a better record than Washington the way Washington's playing. I'd rather play Boston in the first round than the Capitals if I'm the Hurricanes. So getting the better record means you get the second wild card. Just looking at it from those standpoints, and maybe there's too many games to put any importance on one particular game, but it's one of those four-point games. And I just don't think there's that much to choose from between the two teams in terms of how they're going to fare against the rest of the league. And it would be important for Carolina to get two points out of this uh, and have the game in hand and be, and be level with Florida as opposed to have the game in hand and be four points back. So that's just from a practical standpoint. I think it matters. Also, they have now lost. I realized there was an overtime in there, but they've now lost three or four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, they played really well in Boston. They're yeah. winless in three of four. That's what I say. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I, I, they lost. They didn't score as many goals as the other team did. Yeah. In in three of the last four games. No, yeah. just just to just to avoid having to use the caveat, oh, oh, one was an overtime loss. I just that's just the way I get around it when I say it. I just say they're winless in three or four. That's fair. I like that. Economy so of cards. Yeah. Right. Less work. <laughs> who isn't about who isn't about right. less work, right? Right. <laughs> uh so that's why I think that I mean, there's a lot of reasons, and again, it's not a must-win. the uh, The sun will come up Thursday, although I think it's supposed to rain Thursday. The sun will come up Thursday, but that won't stop the sun from coming up. I should point that out. What, regardless, what happens, but oh no, no, no! If the Canes win, that alters the weather. <laughs> the sun will come up earlier on Thursday, and it will the burn ground- hotter. <laughs> The groundhog will see his tail on Thursday. Speaking of the groundhog, can I just say the Punxsutawney Phil is a fraud? It was 70 degrees today. Yeah, but doesn't mean it's not going to get colder again. It was 70 degrees today. It was 68 degrees yesterday. Yeah, it's beautiful. So Punxsutawney Phil can go, uh, go stare at his shadow. Idiot. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. He's an idiot. Tony, so. put, put that in that dude's stovepipe hat and smoke it. Yeah, but you know, Sir Walter Wally had the same prediction too, and I am not going to besmirch the name of Sir Walter Wally. They're both frauds. Sorry. It's wrong. It's wrong. It's, it's they're, wrong. They're both frauds. Did you see... What happened on the 17th hole at the Waste Management Phoenix Open today? I did not see what happened on the 17th hole. The one, uh, that's the drivable par four, right? I'm sorry, the 16th hole. Oh, the 16th hole. The the, the stadium hole. Okay, no, I did not. Uh, Sam Ryder aced it. Oh, did he? Oh, geez. Yeah. And they treated it like a hat trick, essentially. (laughs) It was nuts. 
Go online. It was awesome. Got to check it out. They had they had to spend like 15 minutes or however long afterwards just picking up beer cans off the golf course. Oh, that's fantastic. Did Charlie Hoffman say this is why people want to jump ship? There are some great – I did not <laughs> – no, not that I've seen. Okay. But there are some great videos of the moment when this kid hits the ace. And uh, the crowd just, you know, I mean, you know, they're all moved up by that point. Oh, anyway. my gosh. It was nuts. It was awesome, actually. I think it was great. I mean, I, the, 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 the thing I felt the worst about was the golf course. I'm like, wow, all this beer is now on this beautiful turf. <laughs> That's what I felt the worst about. I was like, man, how do the poor greenskeepers have did to come you, and figure this out? Like, think it's bad how for the grass? Getting, I don't know. I mean, probably already got tons of like pesticide stuff in yeah. it anyway, but, but like, you know, beer cans in the bunkers, like, I mean, they got to come and like basically re-rake this entire bunker right Do you now. get relief? Do you get they relief from a beer can? Yeah. They got to like recreate like an optimal condition because you just not going to get that right now. Yeah, it was awesome I mean, though. They, they have, they have rakes. I know they have rakes. <laughs> I'm saying they gotta they they need to get the uh, machine out. Oh, okay. And come and like run through this thing again. Well, good for Sam Ryder. It's it's worth it for a hole in one on that hole. It is. Yeah. It was awesome though. You should check it out. I Look it not, up. Google I, it. I have not watched it. I watched uh let's see, I I haven't watched any television today other than the hurricanes. Uh, I followed some uh, ACC basketball on my phone. I did watch two periods of USA Canada last night. Got a chance to see our old guy, Eric Stahl. Uh, that was good. He had an assist on Canada's first goal. Uh, the first goal for both teams was atro- were atrocious in how bad the goaltending was on both goals. Uh, after that first one, I think the U.S. goaltender's name is Mann. Uh, and he was actually pretty good after that. Uh, De Pasquale, I think, is the was the Canadian goaltender. He wasn't very good. Um, U.S. first win over Canada in like twelve years in the Olympics, four two win, something like that. Saw that. Good for them. Are you going to watch the Super Bowl tomorrow? Oh, that's tomorrow. <laughs> it is tomorrow. Sinks up on you. Uh, yeah, I mean, Six, yeah, 6.30, j- 6.30 game, which actually I think probably means more like 6.45. Uh, actually, no, I think because they the pregame show is already on. It's already started. Uh, they will kick off basically exactly when they say they, uh, should be right about 6.30, 6.28 maybe. I don't buy it. Is there a prop bet for the official start time <laughs> of the game? Uh, you, you're going to take the over. I know you. I'm taking the over for sure. <laughs> Definitely not starting at 6:30. Uh, um, yeah, I, I'll I'll watch the game. Jack has a hockey game in the afternoon, uh, so we'll uh, he'll score a couple of goals in that, and uh, and then we'll come home and we'll watch the Super Bowl. He he became a Rams fan. Awesome. Welcome well, to the club. Yeah. He, uh, like, middle of the season, he decided he liked the Rams for no reason. For no yeah, reason. They're, they're a great team. Uh, the The transformation of, of Jack this year has been remarkable. He started playing basketball for his school, and now he's a total NBA fan. He can't, he can't not. He's watching highlights. He, we're driving home from uh, soccer today. He's, he's watching Bill Lame beer highlights. On my phone. Oh God! Are you ser- like? Are you serious? Yeah. Well, what, I mean, what what highlights are there of Bill Ambeer? Knocking down threes, clotheslining people. <laughs> there were none of those, but he would have liked that probably. Jack has goon tendencies. Remember? That's uh, right. Then I made him watch Bernard King highlights, and he went, "Wow, he shoots fast." It's like that's exactly <laughs> right. He gets rid of the ball, man. He is. He had the quickest release of he was my guy. I love Bernard King. Uh anyway, anything else to uh to chat about before uh before I go make banana chocolate chip muffins and uh and finish this? We play Wordle. 
Uh, let's see how close I am to uh, today's. Oh, I can play it right now. Uh, oh, yeah, you can play. You I can, can play, play it right now. It's after midnight. I will uh, uh, hopefully Stern will give me a couple of letters and then I'll go from there. And then I'll decide if I want to use my. Uh, I have a pattern. I have a scripted three word start. Uh, but if I feel like I have a bead on it, I start going with words. Uh, you know, you know, try it with actual guesses. Other than that, I have three separate words that I use to start and then work from there. All right. Well, good luck tonight. I have a strategy. Know how it turns I out. I will. You'll well. You'll see it on Twitter. All right. Sounds good. I am thirty-two for thirty-two on Wordle. I mean, that's remarkable. You deserve something. I'm not sure what you deserve, but you deserve something. I deserve. Uh, proud of you. To thank you very much for uh, joining us <laughs> on the morning after podcast. <laughs> All right, man. I'll talk to you later. Thirty-two for thirty-two. I mean, come on. Give me a break. It's pretty good. Uh, we're brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road in Durham. There's no place like it. Sammy Hanna's crew do a great job. Siding, roofing, windows, front doors. We call They call them entry doors. They've got it all. At the Aluminum Company of North Carolina, you can go online for a free no-obligation estimate, aluminumcompany.com. Follow the Canes Corner Podcast wherever you get your podcast. You can give us a rating and a review if you like, uh, or you can just follow us and join us after every Hurricanes game. We are here, immediate, not immediately. I mean, we probably start recording the podcast like 40 minutes after the game is over. Uh, but we're here every day after every Hurricanes game. And ain't that grand. All right, Canes lose 3-2 in Minnesota. Fun game, no points. Wednesday against the Florida Panthers, awfully big, awfully big as the, for the reasons we outlined earlier with uh, me and Alec talking about it. Uh, there's a psychological, you know, big game factor because it's Florida, one of the best. You haven't beaten them yet. And then there's the practical. You look at the standings and we are, you know, approaching the time where there's about 30 games left. We're talking about what? 75 days left in the season. Time to uh, time to start paying a little bit more attention to uh, to what's going on with the other good teams. Uh, but the Hurricanes are now 32-11-3, 67 points. They lead Pittsburgh by one point, but they have two games in hand. Lead the Rangers by three points. They have a game in hand. They lead Washington by six points. They have a game in hand. Until Wednesday night, Canes and the Panthers. I'm Adam. Bye. This has been the Canes Corner Podcast with Adam Gold, presented by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. You can listen to this podcast at WRALsportsband.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.